Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host today is Kim Reynolds, and this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you, the marketer. On today's show, we're going to explore live video updates from Facebook and YouTube with David Foster and Luria Petrucci of Live Streaming Pros, as well as Facebook ad creation with the Amanda Bond. If you're watching live, we'd love for you to comment and give us your questions so that we can talk about your questions and concerns. You don't have concerns while we are doing the show. <laughs> and with that, let's get started. I want to introduce our first two guests. David Foster and Luria Petrucci are from Live Streaming Pros. That is not a poetry Hello. site. It's about producing <laughs> pro work. And that's that's basically where they help everybody, everybody become a live streaming pro. Luria has been doing live video for like 10 years. And I was there at the beginning. I don't know if you know that, Luria. I've been a fan since you started. And I know. It's kind of crazy. Right? And you guys, you guys have done setups for so many of our speakers and friends, including Mari Smith, Michael Hyatt, Pat Flynn, and many, many more. So welcome back to the show. We've never had you both at the same time, but we've had you separately. This is going to be exciting. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Um, so we've got some live video updates here from Facebook and YouTube. And the YouTube update, I want to go roundabout to it. And I'll explain in a second why. So YouTube is paying top creators to promote their new Twitch-like features, which means in order to understand this news, we kind of need to take a step back and say, wait, what the heck is a Twitch-like feature? And even further back and say, what the heck is a Twitch? And <laughs> so you guys are, in fact, Luria, you were recently on uh, Michael Stelzer's yeah. podcast talking all about Twitch. You guys yeah. are doing amazing things over on Twitch. So for those of us that don't know, fill us in, what is Twitch? Go for it, David. Well, so, yeah, so th <laughs> if we're going back to like the really geeky times, uh, some of you may remember a thing called Justin TV. Uh, and Justin TV was kind of like the first uh, what they call IRL, which is in real life. It was people doing 24 hour streams and, and walking around with cameras on their heads and stuff like that. It was kind of a, a crazy thing. And then Twitch uh, ended up getting it, which is owned by Amazon. Some people don't know that. Uh, they bought it and then it kind of, kind of became a gaming platform. So people playing games and, and building community there. Uh, and then it's kind of morphed into uh, more for creators and DIY and, uh, and uh, what they call IRL streaming, which again is in real life, people carrying um, cameras around out and about to bring people into experiences. So it's a very community driven uh, platform. And that's the thing that we loved about it because like we've been on YouTube for a long time but it's not really as community driven as uh, Twitch is. And I think a lot of the platforms are seeing that 
Um, but that's why we went there because the community has always been the most important thing to us. And as Tim so, is mentioning in the comments, yes. like he thought it was just people playing games, which has been the kind of traditional Twitch. That's what uh, I thought too, you know, like audience. a year ago. Yeah, but they've really been expanding beyond that. And that's why I went on with Michael Stelsner to talk through that Twitch, the, the Twitch world, right? And, so, and just to be clear, it's still not open for like business marketing type right, content. It's more <laughs> creator type stuff. So like, uh, like we do a little talk show, we do a game show. So it's still very um, kind of geeky focused. Yeah. But I I see that if a couple of like big time like Gary Vaynerchuk or somebody like that takes a a business podcast over there because they now are coming out with the podcast category so that's kind of going to open that up a little bit to people who have big audiences that could pull them over and, yeah. and kind of jumpstart those categories. There's definitely a bigger future there. Yeah. Now you said that uh, Twitch is more community driven or focused than say YouTube. How have you experienced that, and and why do you say that? What what is the community aspect there that they have that somewhere else doesn't have well so i'll, I'll answer first in that because yeah. uh so for me youtube has always felt kind of like a soapbox because mm -hmm. you put up a video and then you just wait for comments and then you try to figure out how to reply and the comments are all over the place like one comment will be higher than there's no rhyme or reason to the comment system on youtube and there's no way to really connect with your audience like you can connect in the comments and stuff but that's about the only thing you can do Whereas over on Twitch, it's all about connecting with your community. So that's like at the forefront. So that that to me was the big difference. It's really about the priorities mm -hmm. with a platform, right? And so each different platform has different priorities and Twitch comes with a priority number one community, which David and I, everything we do with content um, on the business side with live streaming pros or Geeks Life, which is more of a consumer geeky channel, like that is our priority number one community. So it fits really well. And, and it, what that means is that people are, you know, in the economy of, of Twitch, people are just really willing to give of themselves through commenting. They're willing to give their money to support their favorite broadcasters. They're just willing to give, 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 give. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we mean by that community focus. So it really is more of that almost off the cuff, on the fly live video instead of high produced video or live video that you see more of over on, say, YouTube, right? The, and the I priorities mean, the being the bigger difference, too. Right. Community is number one, but the production level on, on many Twitch streamers, the, the big ones, um, is high priority as well. Like, there's, there, it's definitely not just a raw platform right so, you guys actually have like this high standard of quality and so yeah. i mean nobody's really looking as good as you are per se over there but they're not like you know running around like a handicam basically right, right. So. i mean but but that, but that the same some people are there, right. there's a guy right. who hitchhikes across the the, the world and his quality is really not that great, but he has and he gets thousands of viewers on every live stream. So it just depends on how it, it's what we found over there is it's probably 99 percent personality based. Mm, okay. People will forgive the quality over the, over the 
uh, yeah. over a lot of things, but the personality is like the most important. Which thing. is really where everything is going, especially in our world here on the business side, right? Like if you are not focused on bringing personality into your business and into your live videos or your recorded videos or your podcasts, and you're only focused on like, producing content and you're not bringing that personality mix into it, Mm -hmm. it's going to hurt you in the long run. Because if you look at Twitch and how personality focused it is, that is the future of all content creation Mm -hmm. online. Nobody wants to talk to just a brand anymore. They want faces behind it. They want people behind it because they actually have real connections with them. You know, I always bring up the progressive insurance uh, example. You know, they're, they're just a big, huge insurance company. But once they introduced flow, which is a character that people could get behind that social, um, uh, platform, their, their social page for that character became their most popular page and people connected with her because there was personality behind it. Mm -hmm. So that's like key to, to putting your content out there is having some personality behind it. See, in your guys's brands, not just live streaming pros, but also, uh, geeks, I always say it wrong. Geeks Live. Geeks I was right. I just didn't I've, say it. That's because you've been all around me too long. And that's right. Yes. It's, all, it's because brands. you've had a, a number of different brands. And so this latest one is just like they're all in one. But your yes. brand, like what I was trying to say was your brands naturally fit into what Twitch already had going on. For those of us who have more of a proper business type business, like how do we wrap our head around doing what you guys are doing on Twitch and see growth there? Well, you know, one of the things that we always teach, if uh, those of you in the chat room, that I, I know that you, you've followed me for a little while as well or on live streaming pros, like you, uh, you know, the difference between how we teach the live shows, which is your more professional instant credibility factor uh, content on live video. And then you also have the life streams, right? Um, And so I always talk about the life streams as the way to get more engagement from people. So uh, the live streams and the IRL that we were talking about on Twitch meet hand in hand. That is essentially the same concept. And so whether or not you use the Twitch platform for your own brand, because like David said, it is highly targeted towards, you know, DIYers, more creator type brands. um, And it's not for everybody, at least not yet. So I would first and foremost think whether Twitch is right for you. If it's not, there are a couple of options. One, learn from Twitch. Learn from the community-based features and bring over a lot of that into the other platforms that you're using, Facebook or YouTube or Periscope or Instagram, um, because that is what Facebook and YouTube are doing, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Yes. But like, That's what they're doing is they're trying to bring over those features that are working so well. And you just need to be in the right mentality and you can learn a lot from the Twitch platform. The second option as a marketer is to use the ads platform on Twitch to get in front of the right audience. And another thing is like if you have like I was saying, it, it's going to take some big creators to kind of make a movement for the different kinds of content over there. If you're somebody who actually has an established audience, it doesn't have to be huge. Yeah. I mean, let's say you you get like, you know, 50 to 100 concurrent viewers on your on your your Facebook. You could move those people, some of them over to Twitch and start doing that kind of content for those people. And there are always going to be people that find it and then stick around. So I, I think the more 
of that business type content will eventually go there now that these new categories are coming out because you can categorically choose where your content is going to fit. Uh, there's still not a business category, but there is podcast category. And, and you know, we've seen some podcasts do really, really well over there. So I think it's just a matter of time. But like I said, if you have your own audience established, you can definitely bring get over, over there and start testing and bring them over there. And it's another revenue model for you. Like right. viewers, so, so businesses don't tend to think of support from their community as an option because you're a mm-hmm. business, you have products and services to sell. Um, but yet it can be as we've seen, because a lot of our live streaming pros audience has joined us on Twitch, you know, because they like to hang out with us. There's some of our top supporters on the Twitch platform, but they first knew us from live streaming pros, which is more of a business business, which is kind of funny too, because one of the things we didn't expect is like all the the questions that we get about our live streaming gear. So we still are teaching over on Twitch about live streaming and going behind the scenes and showing us shooting videos and stuff. And that's working out really, really well. So people like to see the behind the scenes stuff. So, you know, even if you are a business person, going behind the scenes and showing your personality behind building that brand is something that we found is working for us. Yeah, th- those are some great lessons. So you can see uh, from how you've talked about Twitch, why YouTube would want to copy their now Twitch-like features that we can now kind of have some context yes. to. So let's talk about these Twitch-like features that YouTube is rolling out and basically paying some of their top creators to use. So these these... I mean, there's the super chat, which has been around for a while, uh, Mm -hmm. which they've kind of revamped and and enhanced. Basically, they've got this monthly subscription service and this merchandising program. What do you guys think about these three things? I I think I think they're great. Right. But the thing is, so they've been in such a rush to do it that the back end for the creator, like we have access to all that stuff. It's so like, it's like they programmed it back in the early 2000s. I would say uh, 90s, no. Yeah, 90s, but, but just like, it's it's so bad from a creator standpoint. And, it's on and GeoCities, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like GeoCities, Geo- exactly. Uh, they just don't have flaming gifts, that's the only uh, thing. But. Why not? Why not with the flaming gifts? Right. Come on. So it's it's kind of like they, they're in such a rush. And the thing is, it's not rolling out to everybody. It's only for, you know, bigger channels, which fortunately we have, but like, we're already so I think that what's happening is so many creators that are on Twitch that already have these big communities. YouTube's wanting to pay them to move over and stuff. Uh, and so is Facebook that it's really hard because you already have an established audience and taking them into what could potentially become a negative experience is, is not good. But like some of the features that they have are cool. So they got the I- membership where you can charge a monthly fee, but yeah. it's only you only get to choose one. Uh, and I think it's $4.99. That's the only one that I know that you have access to. I, I'm not sure. Like I, I thought I, I saw where you could set up different levels, but I haven't gone through that process because we're not going to do it because we've got ourselves established on Twitch. Um, right. And then they've got emotes, custom emotes that people can get, custom uh, uh, subscriber badges and stuff like if that. If you're not familiar with the term emotes, it's just like emojis, but custom. Like, custom. like we have tacos okay. in ours. We have a t- crying right. taco in but i think you know i think it's wonderful that they're doing it finally Mm -hmm. i think they should have done it a long time ago they were the platform to probably do this and could have done it really well back in the day um but they didn't they were a little late on the uptick here they can't even Um, get comments right yet (laughs) (laughs) that's That's the thing about youtube that that kind of frustrates me it's like it's it's like why it's it 
it's a it is a social platform. They're trying to make it more social, but it's like every time they try, they kind of fail, right? And so it really makes us as YouTubers skeptical about the whole thing. So I know some other bigger YouTubers that they don't even want to use it themselves. They're using yeah. Patreon because it's a little bit more established and right. they don't want their their um uh, viewers to have a poor experience, which it has been so far for a lot of creators. But anytime you have multiple platforms competing on the same types of features, same types of things, it's good for everybody in the long run, right? Like I'm a right. huge believer in that. But, you know, I, I'm a little nervous about the way that they're they're doing it like like david was describing it's it's clunky it's not where it needs to be and from a big company like youtube you would expect a little bit more on launch but i, I think it's i think it's great for people just getting started but not established and the reason is so if you look at yeah, like probably. right now for for us all in here we have netflix but now they're breaking it up so we're going to probably have to get hulu because it's coming out with all the disney stuff and then HBO has theirs for the shows they want. And then all of a sudden now you've cut the cable cord and you've got all of these monthly subscriptions. So if I'm going to have a membership on YouTube, I'm going to have a membership on Twitch. And now Facebook wants me to have a membership. I'm, I'm spreading myself way too thin. So as a non-established creator to work towards the goal of having that membership on YouTube, I can understand that. But if you've already have a well-established thing over on Patreon or over on Twitch to move is asking, it's a big ask for your audience. Um, especially if you don't know the experience is going to be good for them. And the fact that YouTube is paying these creators, it's part mm-hmm. of the course. Like it's, yeah. It doesn't bother me. Um, I get why they're doing it. And I totally get why YouTubers would take on that that extra money, right? I mean, why, why wouldn't you um, if you're going to do a membership uh, as long as it's going to be a good experience for your end viewer, which most of the good YouTubers are focused on, which is fantastic. But, you know, as long as it's not going to be a horrible experience, then why wouldn't you do that as a creator and take advantage of that and help the platform adjust and improve over time? Yeah. Well, one of the things that, for example, Twitch has in its corner is the fact that it's owned by Amazon. And so mm-hmm. there's the whole Amazon Prime including a free Twitch subscription into yes. which, I mean, again, who doesn't have Amazon prime is at this point. Right. So, right. Right. Well, that's the thing I, you know, I, I've always said Amazon is really, if, if Amazon wanted to take on YouTube and wanted to take on Facebook, which I believe in a way they are, they're the only ones that have the money to do it. You know, there's, there's some little platforms out there like uh, that could, you know, potentially do something, but they just don't have that backing like Amazon does. And I think that, Amazon has a benefit or or a, a head start because of how community focused it was from the beginning. So it's like they had the community functions at the core. So an audience has been built on that core. But then you have YouTube and Facebook who it's not the same uh, kind of communal core. Uh, YouTube especially it really didn't have it. Facebook has it, but like so many features just don't work all the time. Like comments, <laughs> they still can't get comments to work right when you're live. It's a pet yes. peeve. Yes. It really is. And so, and yes. we've never had those issues with Twitch. So Twitch is just a more, it's, it's been so much more consistent for us. We don't ever have to worry things that when we go live, we're live. We, we don't have any of the quality issues or anything that we have with, with Facebook. So well, so speaking of Facebook, you guys haven't 
abandoned Facebook at all as you've done this no. move over to Twitch. And yet there's some new Facebook news in terms of what they've uh, acquired as it goes towards live video. I'm interested to get your take on, first of all, what Vidpresso was doing and now what you think is going to happen now that Facebook has gotten hold of it. Vid, so Vidpresso is a service that is kind of, in my opinion, and, and in their words, actually, now, uh, has kind of had a rough go of it. Um, they've had a couple, as they say, false starts. Um, over time, they've added features. like So what they, what they allow you to do is add like polls um, and some interactive features. But you're talking, your you're talking over the stream. So people yeah. can participate mm-hmm. as an overlay. So if you do a poll or something, they can click right on the video and vote yeah Uh, and twitch already has those kind of things um and that's like been a a big because like if you can uh, get feedback from your audience in real time that's huge Mm -hmm. yeah but it can be huge but the only thing that i always worry about with these kind of rollouts is how long it takes before it's actually implemented because like if we would have like we still don't even have 1080p video on facebook uh and we've been right we've got we're a verified page um, you know, we have a, a lot of, of, of benefits over there for sure. But like, when will we get that feature? We can't put like the things that we need to do on hold to wait for them to roll this stuff out. I, I believe it's a move in the right direction because interactivity is really what we want when we're live. The more of that we have, the more engaged people are going to be. But how long, you know, like right. it's, it's been two years and we don't have 1080 video that that bigger pages have had for two years. And what's also interesting about Vidpresso is over the years, they have added features like um, graphics and uh, other things outside of the interactivity, but like custom graphics on screen and things like that. And so a lot of different features, what you would see on like our, you know, super level four professional streams, um, they've added that um, less custom ability and all of that. But anyway, my point being that Facebook now that they own Vidpresso, what are they going to do with that is the, the big question. Are they going right. to take all of those features and implement that on what we would call a level two, basically just going straight to facebook.com slash your user page, going live and adding all of that. We already know that they're working on the ability to change camera angles between, you know, um, uh, two different cameras and having uh, guests on your show just straight from the browser. In our opinion, there are a lot of potential hazards down that road. But, um, you know, it's interesting that they're acquiring all of these features because what will that bring to Facebook.com streaming later on? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that basically what we're saying here is uh, between Twitch and uh YouTube and Facebook. Heck, we haven't even mentioned Periscope. But if there's say, <laughs> what? I know, Periscope, right? What? Yeah, who? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Periscope down. Um, I, when you think about it, like you're you, ultimately what I'm picking away from what you're saying is depending upon where your audience is or where it's a ne- most natural fit, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, even Twitch, if it makes sense for your brand. You kind of go there, but you guys are doing again. You're still doing Facebook, but you're kind of doing almost. Uh, my, my interpretation of what you're doing is you're almost doing teaser type stuff. You're showing up, you're sh- saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. Here's a glimpse of what we're going to be doing, but go over to Twitch and watch us for real there. And here's the link to it. There's probably the more strategy to it than that. Yes. 
for the Geeks Life brand, yes, that's uh, that's essentially the strategy um, at, at at a core of you know. Per- like kind of engaging with the audience on Facebook and getting people over to Twitch for the live streaming pros brand is different because we have our main weekly show Mm -hmm. on Facebook and YouTube simulcasted. And then, you know, we don't actually use Twitch for live streaming pros. So it, two different brands, two different strategies, but yeah. But I I honestly think Presso stuff would come in and be extremely helpful for that weekly live show on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I honestly believe like if Facebook had that already, they had the features available to us that for the membership, for the emotes and stuff like that, all of the Twitch like features. If that was available on Facebook to us already, that would be the only thing that would make me consider like contemplating Twitch or Facebook just because we we started live streaming on Facebook. I mean, that's like our our the, our platform of choice from the beginning but because we can't wait for these features we we want to go where the things are moving the fastest um because we have a business to build right so it's yeah. like that's the only thing that's a drawback to all of this stuff that's happening is it's like it's it feels almost too little too late <laughs> right I, yeah unless you're a new creator like as a new creator i think that like the one thing that I've learned as a creator is I wish I would have stuck to one platform and really built the heck out of it Mm -hmm. so that I would have that audience to establish that, to get those features. Right. So instead of moving like, Oh, there's new features, let's jump over here. Oh wait, there's no more features over here. Let's jump over here. And so that's what Twitch has pretty much become. We've put our, our stake in the ground and until they kick us off the platform, we're going to, that's where we're going to be. But but that could have been Facebook or could have been YouTube. Yeah. Uh, there's one other piece of news here. It, it is in regards to Facebook. And actually, Luria, you reached out to me privately on Facebook and said, hey, have you seen anything about this? And and basically, it has to do with the scheduling a live video on Facebook. Yeah, what they're doing is this is a beta test, essentially. Some viewers will see this, some people won't. But what they're doing with scheduled posts, because if you're not familiar with Facebook Live, you can schedule your post and get have people click get reminder. Um, this used to look differently. Now it looks more like an event, if you will, um, because they have the interested button instead yes. of the get reminder button. Um, and so I, I actually dig the way they're going with this. A couple of things to note on this is one, if you change the time, like Wednesday for our live show, I scheduled at nine and then I changed the time uh, a few minutes before just to see what would happen uh, to a five minute pre-show essentially. And it did say like on the scheduled post, new time and big, bright, letters so that people could see that. And I believe that it actually sent out people uh, like a notification to people to say there's a new time, which is pretty cool. That didn't happen before. Um, And then the second thing is you have to be careful with the image. If you do have this feature, the image is uh, pulling immediately from just like natively from the Facebook header picture that you have. And it crops it. It It does not look good at all. So you have to upload a custom image. Yeah. I remember you sent me yours and it was like half of you was there. Lyria was cutting you off. It's like, come on now. So and th- and this actually happened to us with this live recording right here on Facebook. It was scheduled yesterday. And then this test implemented th- this morning, about an hour ago before the show. And so suddenly it looked completely different. It was like, hey, that's a crappy uh, image that's in on our scheduled post. And Michael was like, hey, we need to fix this for next week. And I'm like, 
it, they literally just changed this on our page. So well, that's the same like, normal yeah. on mobile. For, oh, for so, the people yeah. that are so Ironically. like into branding, like we really care right. about our branding yeah. and you're right. putting out a, a, a look that you want to be consistent. Yeah. You guys too. And so when they do stuff like that, it makes it look like we don't know what we're doing. I know. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. But, so um, one of one of my moderators did test uh, an image um, with her show after we figured out all of this wasn't working well. Um, and she said 1920 by 1080 worked fine because they don't actually what I pinged you about was I was like, can you find any information yes. about what size <laughs> we're supposed to upload? Because usually they tell you what size to put on things. Well, and, be- and this they haven't said anything, but 1920 yeah. by 1080 should work. And they don't it's actually real. support that. So you could do set, uh, 1280 by 720 would would also work and that's going to be a smaller image size okay. so. there you go <laughs> um i'm trying to see kim are there any questions from the live uh stuff as far as re- regarding this live video stuff that makes sense we've gotten a lot of great comments and questions but of course when you're doing a live show everybody's just like all over the place with the comments and questions <laughs> right we had some questions about twitch but nothing about the live uh, let's see. Uh, somebody was sa- somebody actually was asking if Twitch was similar to how Blab used to be. And I, I don't know if I would say that. What do you guys think? I, I wouldn't compare the two. No. Yeah. Honestly, Twitch is its own thing. Like there's really if you, you you probably haven't been paying attention to Twitch because it's t- t- typically a gaming platform, but it is its own thing. And honestly, we jumped on there a few months before we really started promoting it heavily just to learn it because there is a lot to learn on the Twitch platform. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there. Another question was, can you use um, Patreon with Twitch? Yeah, you can use Patreon with anything. And, and there are even some integrations, so overlays that you can do. Uh, and then if you use a service like Crowdcast here, you can actually do custom like uh, uh, members only, Patreon only live streams. So it's kind of still a combo, but there are features that are available for uh, your patrons on Twitch as an overlay. Nice. Very cool. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's any other relevant questions here for this. Size, size asking, do you think Twitch will break out from gaming? They already are. They're yeah. well on their way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. already oh. doing like sports and fitness and yeah. uh, cooking. And, and there's one that specifically when you're out eating food, like uh, that is a big thing. So, <laughs> it, and, and, and that's again, pictures. <laughs> that's again why oh, it yeah. plays to personality. Personality is very important over on Twitch, but like the categories are getting wider and wider uh, so that more content can, can start going over there. And I, I think eventually we will start to see some business type stuff, but you know, I hope it's not too soon because we know marketers ruin everything. No, <laughs> <laughs> not you not, and not us. <laughs> right. The, the, and not the, our audience. The, the, you know what here. kind of marketers. Not, not you guys you. all know what kind We're of marketers. We're not talking about you. About. <laughs> those yeah, marketers. Those marketers. Those, those marketers. Other ones. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Awesome. Well, guys, it's been amazing having you here. Hope to have you back again soon. But until then, I'd love to get everybody over to check out uh, a couple of different places. One, live streaming pros and also what you guys are doing on Twitch. So where's the best place that you guys would love to have people follow you, find you, et cetera? 
So if you want to follow us on Twitch, uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash geeks life. Um, and that is where you can kind of learn and see what we're doing there. Just kind of hang out with us, learn the platform so that you can kind of start to see the, the engagement factor of what we were talking about. And then also uh, livestreamingpros.com. If you go to livestreamingpros.com slash webinar, we have an upcoming free training on live video strategy entirely. So like we'll stop the overwhelm, get you more views, get you more engagement and get you more sales. So that's coming up next week. So I would love, love, love to have you there. Wow. Awesome. And I'm with her. <laughs> I, I did your... Oops, sorry. I just hit you. <laughs> That'll get us banned on <laughs> I, I did your promo for you while you were typing. <laughs> Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Great talking with you as yeah. usual. And I uh, hope to talk to you again soon. You too. Awesome. Can't thank wait to hear so what much. Amanda says. <laughs> Bye. 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 Uh, awesome. Always glad to have them there. And while I am bringing up Amanda Bond for our next segment on Facebook ads, uh, again, just want to make sure that you go check out their stuff. We've got links in the live show. You can, I would love to have you join us in the live show, by the way. Uh, you can find out more by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. That's how you find us. And welcome. Hello, Yay. everybody. Can you hear me? Yep. I, we can. We can. So uh, before we go into this segment real quick, I want to give Amanda a little intro. So Amanda Bond is the owner of The Ad Strategist and Bond, as she likes to be called, mixes education and entertainment and was recently one of our speakers for our recent summit on Facebook ads where she did an amazing job as usual. Welcome back to the show, Bond. Thank you guys. Oh my gosh. You are cracking me up. The comments are cracking me up today. Like it's just been a great show. So thank you to everyone for just being so hilarious as we share all of the news. And I'm so excited to chat Facebook ads. Yeah. So it's been a while and there's been a lot of stuff going on in Facebook ads. And, uh, you know, you're, you're one of the people, again, you were one of the largest gatherings of, I, I should remember all this, this copy from the summit, but I don't, but uh, you were one of the, the Facebook ads experts that was there. And so we always love to hear your take on whenever anything comes out. In fact, anytime, let me put it this way. Anytime something comes out when it re is regarding Facebook ads, I'm like, Hmm, I wonder what Amanda thinks of this. Yeah. So, it makes natural sense for you to be here and talk about this with us. So this first one, this first piece of news converting still image ads into video ads. I'm just not even sure how that works, not just on a logistical level, but like why I want to have still images converted into videos. Does that make sense? Anyway, it does. And what do you think of this? Okay, so I actually just had this conversation with my rep just last week. I found out about it last week. And I was asking him, okay, my one e-commerce client, we want to make incredible sales right now leading into the school season, leading into the holiday season. But because we're going after such big audiences, I think we're doing like 5k a day in spend right now. I'm worried about fatigue. So I always want to be ahead of the curve on creative and just standing out in the timeline. And my Facebook rep was like, this, you need to know that Facebook is all about taking our still images, and then just lightly putting some animation behind them. 
think of it this way, actually. You know, when you're in Canva creating some free graphics, a lot of social media managers use Canva and you're thinking to yourself, you're like, oh, I wish there was a video version for that. Well, this is Facebook's solution to that. So it's taking these images and then just adding a little bit, like a lightweight video aspect to it because the bottleneck to doing videos typically is the cost to produce them. So they're like, okay, more advertisers will use videos in their ads, which get better response rate, which costs less to serve up, which more people are wanting to see. So they have more available inventory for it. So they're like, we're just going to solve that problem and create this, this tool. So if we scroll down the screen here a little bit, you'll see that they've given us four different options for it. So that's their promo video there. But then they're going to allow us to highlight four different things. So the first one is just like simply taking some words um, and creating some basic motion in your ads, which could be... If you look at the one on the right-hand side here, it could be the cash register in front, so something static, and then having some still images slideshow through the back and just some words change, right? So as users, we're just scrolling our feed and that's going to stick out to us versus the still image that we're just so used to seeing in our Facebook ads all yeah, the time. You can, I mean, just watching this... The difference between in terms of grabbing my attention, which is what, you know, you want an ad to do. I can right away tell you I'm gravitating towards the motion versus just a still image. And I already just it clicks. I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's, cool. it's human behavior just to do that. Right. Like yeah. our eyes are moving to where that motion is. And it's not just the motion the the graphic is actually twice as big. Yeah. 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 Twice Good as point, much Em. real estate being used. Yeah, great, uh, great point there. And you know those other tools? I can't think of the name of them off the top of my head where they do these video motion graphics, but then they have that tiny little watermark in the bottom unless you use their paid versions. Well, this is great because you don't have to pay for it. It's just included in Facebook and it's doing the same thing, if not better. I actually haven't experimented with the functionality of it because it hasn't rolled out to all accounts. Uh, and so my rep was trying to get that place, but it's just still not available. So we'll see what it's like to create these and you know how easy or difficult it could become. Okay. So that's the basic motion. So I'm yeah. assuming that's the most basic of these four. <laughs> the most basic. If you're going for branding impression, if the name of your brand is the thing that you want people to highlight and remember, then you're going to choose brand in motion just so that the eyeballs are staying with the name. Simple as that. So then the next one, flip over to that third one there. This one's all about benefit in motion. And if you're, if you're like a direct response, like internet marketing style marketer, this one might be the one that you gravitate towards because you can start to highlight features and benefits in your product or program that you can have people with their eyeballs on, not just your logo because you know, you're not tied and you're not Colgate, but you're trying to convey specific information. Maybe benefit in motion is the one that you go for. The last one the fourth one here, really great for e-com. Oh my gosh. So demo in motion, allowing people to know after you see this ad and you're going to head on over to my website, what are the actions that you're going to take along the way, right? Like, are you going to click here? 
click there. This is how you process it and check out. Or this is how you sign up for a webinar or the Facebook ad summit because you just mentioned that, right? You can show people the next steps. And we jokingly say this sometimes in marketing, like with your copy, with your videos, you want to talk to people like they're five, like simplify (laughs) it down to its like core elements. And in this case, you can just do that. You can be like, okay, do this and then that. And then they do. And you're like, yay, I win. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is. What do you guys think about it? Yeah, Kim, I'm I'm curious to get your take. Well, I'm just super anxious to try it out and see how it actually works. Is it is it something where you have an image and then you you layer over images on top? Like I'm interested in the technical aspect of how to create those movies or animations. So, yeah, um, but I think it's I, I I love the fact that it's so much bigger than a regular um, landscape type of ad. And I think that you're right. The motion does catch the eye in the newsfeed. So they're going to be a great addition. And especially for people that don't have the ability to create that type of a video using Camtasia or iMovie or whatever. It's great for the, the novice maker. If you actually, so I was watching the video and I was studying it up close. So I'm like, how the heck are they pulling all these elements together? Right? Like I was right. doing the squinty eye thing. Yeah. And it looks like if you have PNGs with transparent backgrounds, maybe right. that's how they're putting the cash register there in the exactly. in the foreground. And then mm-hmm. the still images are moving in the background. Possibly they have some just places where you can add text. So again, I'm super curious to what it's yeah. going to look like. But as with any new format, like some people are going to nail it and then some people are going to completely bomb at what they, you know what it looks like. So it could be a good thing, but then we're going to see all iterations of it as people start to bring it to life based on their own branding and experience. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot going on in the newsfeed. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Even in the examples they showed, I I could see where it could go really, really wrong. Right. very stale. So it's still about having some creativity to it. But my impression was that it really seemed like it was Canva, you know, in terms of templating and doing some, taking an existing asset and breathing new life into it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The, uh, I mean, our rep, once we were chatting about it, he was saying the results that they've done or the results that they've seen with the tests are showing that this is the way that things are going because of our attention spans, because of our vision and our focus on our phone. So it's just something to check out and try it out for your brand and see how it performs for you. As with anything, you know, each time that there's a new format, a creative format or a new placement, hint, hint, um, we always see a lower cost to start experimenting with it up front until the masses start jumping ship. Those early adopters really get to benefit from just the reduced CPMs of, of getting it out there first. Right. Okay. Um, so Julie had a question yes. real quick. Um, she wanted to know how will we know when we have this and will it just be integrated into ads manager? Yeah. So what they said to me, it's actually going to be super simple. If you use guided creation on the ad level of your guided creation, it's simply just going to be another option. So you can choose, you know, video, you can choose carousel, you can choose still image, or you can choose this, um, this in motion graphic. So it'll just be another radio bullet for you to do that in guided creation. And then if you're still like me, who uses the old school, like, power editor style where you just quick duplicate everything 
same thing. It'll just be a smaller format with the radio button. So as soon as it is available, you'll see it right away. I can't you wait hinted for a that. second ago. You hinted a second ago at placement, mm-hmm. which is uh, really leading into our next piece here. So uh, what's your take on this Facebook stories, uh, you know, ads rolling out to Facebook stories? Can I say that this is maybe another, I'm going to predict what the comments are going to say. It's another, you know, marketers ruin everything moment. Uh, <laughs> you mean <laughs> you, know? you mean those marketers ruin everything? Those marketers no, ruin yes. everything moment. So uh, Facebook ad, or sorry, oh my gosh, not Instagram stories, Facebook stories. See, it's not even ingrained in my head yet right. that it's still a viable option, but Facebook saying they've reached the 150 million users for Facebook stories. Now there's a little tiny part of me is like, is that daily active users or like people actually just taking their Insta stories and like throwing them over there with that one click button thing? We're not sure about that. But now that their user, their daily active active (laughs) user base is up, they're like, all right, it's time for ads. So Facebook stories is going to have ads rolling out. I believe it's only available in the US, Mexico, and Brazil right now as they continue to test and optimize the user experience. And in the updates, Zucks was super clear that it is all about the user experience. But of course, there was some hearsay of, you know, the the stock price tanking the other day is the reason that this rolled out. I, I mean, you could go either way on that. However, as a marketer, I just look at this like a new opportunity to get in front of new eyeballs. And heck, the daily active users that they're reporting three quarters of the amount that Snapchat has. So 75% of the active users that Snapchat has are already on these Facebook stories. So why wouldn't you want to get in front of a new market with your ad creative? So, I mean, I'm amped up about the new, the new placement. I think this is probably the most not shocking, you know, announcement from Facebook. (laughs) You know, I mean, I was super excited to see it, but from the second that stories came out on Facebook, it's like, okay, when are the ads coming? So I don't have a problem with it. I'm excited. Have you seen the new Insta Stories format? So instead of it being the completely vertical one, when you choose all placements, when you're making ads, Mm -hmm. what they do now is they just take the image, whatever size it is, square, the regular size, um, and then they blur the sides of it so that it fits the entire vertical screen. And then whatever copy you have in your regular Facebook ads They now have it in the Instagram font that you can slowly start scrolling up and reading through it on Insta stories and then completely scroll up to take whatever the call to action is. So seeing that they're actually going to be bringing both of those formats over to like FB stories, the one where it's the full vertical and one where you do all placements and it's just going to automatically go there. However, there's no call to action yet. So if you are experimenting with uh, Facebook stories, you can't use conversion ads yet. You can't use traffic ads. It's just all about branding until they give it the green light for it to have complete functionality. Interesting. That is. 
what do we need to know about looking for this or, or starting to get involved with this? Is there any kind of uh, particulars that are maybe different from regular stories, those of us who are using Facebook stories or not? <laughs> yeah, um, like different from the Instagram side of things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because we've talked about that, you know, previously, is there anything that works maybe differently or they need, we need to be aware of when it comes to a, a different placement here? They're going to have some features that are very similar. So, so far, it sounds like they're treating them pretty apples to apples. The one cool thing that I did find out is that you can create th uh, the 360 stories in the Facebook stories without actually having a 3D or a 360 camera. So that's one feature that they have that Instagram doesn't. But it sounds like they've got their eye on what's working over there. They're just going to bring it over to the Facebook platform that has the different demographics, right? Like we know younger people are using that on Insta. So maybe this is going to capture a larger, older demographic overall by bringing it over to stories. I mean, I'm going to be honest, as a Facebook power user, I actually don't look at Facebook stories very often. Like I'm still over on only Insta for the story side of it. And just right. recently have I started watching stories in that format. Yeah. I, and I'm I don't the see opposite. I watch them on Facebook really? and I don't watch them as much on Instagram because I'm not on Instagram as much. I'm always on Facebook. And so what is your like user experience of watching them on Facebook? Um, I primarily watch them desktop and it's it's a good experience. I mean, I think that it's fine. They, they display nicely and, you know, it's fun to watch people's little snippets. You tend to see the same people over and over. Yeah. So, fair. yeah. Fair. So they, it just sounds like they're going to continue to refine it. They don't have all the details, but again, it was joked that this is them responding to the drop in stock price. I believe that this was already scheduled, especially because it was the 150 million users when Insta stories started to be monetized, right? So it's at that exact same point where they're flipping the monetization switch and starting to say, okay, this is now going to be available and we're going to start testing it. So as a marketer, as I mentioned in the, the last segment, experimenting with new formats, you definitely get rewarded for because it costs less because not every advertiser starts experimenting with things right away. I remember when Insta Story CPMs were 32 cents when they first came out. The cost to get in front of a thousand eyeballs with your Insta Story, 32 cents. Like I would do that all day, every day, considering yeah. the Facebook CPMs are like $30 these days. So now that it's rolling out, like I said, to the US, Mexico, and Brazil, experiment with it, see how it works. It could be a really great way to just have a multi-touch point user experience. So when we build out ad sequences for our client, we're always thinking branding, lead generation, sales retargeting. So I could see this coming in handy in the branding phase when you're trying to connect with people. And then in the sales retargeting phase where you're trying to stay top of mind while they're mm -hmm. making a purchase decision and going into that close phase. So those are the, the plays that I'm thinking about in my mind right now. And we actually we cascaded the message out yesterday and already have some people that are making some creative so that we can get in the sandbox and start testing as soon as it's available for us. Nice. Very cool. Uh, they also recently had done some additions to the creative tools inside of the ad manager app and we couldn't get you on then, but you're here now. So Yay! let's talk about this. Uh, 
I, I know, Kim, you were super psyched about this when it came out just a little while ago. Uh, let's see what Amanda thinks. <laughs> well, I have to say, as somebody who is live streaming from the library up north at the cottage, Anything that we can manage ads like from our mobile phone, thank you, thank you, thank you, Facebook, right? Like I would rather be sitting in a hammock looking at my phone than sitting in a hammock with a computer in my lap awkwardly like this. So <laughs> as um, long as as long as the hammock is the thing that's the priority, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously the hammock's <laughs> always the priority, let's be honest. But these uh, suite of creative tools are now available within the app. So not on desktop. This isn't pertaining to ads manager in general. It's the Facebook ads creation app. And there's five things that they're rolling out. So just different ways for you to prep the creative element. So the images that you're going to use in your Facebook ads and simply things like the text overlay tool, because I, I think back on working with so many clients when they send images through from their graphic designer who no many or no matter how many times you tell them 20% or less text, they come back with these big graphics and, and, and images. And if you're not by your computer to use the grid tool, you're like, oh, I don't even know how this would pass or if it's a low, medium, high, so I can't make a decision to even put up the ad right now. Now you can just do this on your phone. So upload your image, check, is it going to pass the 20% rule? Is it low, medium, or high, meaning it might throttle your impressions along the way right there on the phone? And then just adding text to images. So let's say your client or yourself has a graphic and you're like, I could send it off to the graphic designer, but I might have those 20% text issues. Well, in this case, you can actually just use the app now to just do some text overlay. And if it's too big, you can literally just make it squeeze down to size so that it properly fits within there. So that one's cool because it was a tool that was just previously only available on desktop. And then the rest are more about really letting your images shine. We know that we, as we talked about with the, the light movement in images, anything that you can do to catch attention in the newsfeed is going to help you get better result rates, higher click-throughs, more conversions at the end of the day for less. So they're just allowing us to crop our images, put in different templates where you could have some shapes and overlays and stickers where you could add your logo and then do something like when you upload to Instagram and just have your color filter. So instead of all of the apps that you have to have outside of Facebook, Facebook's just allowing you to do those things right within their own, their own Facebook mobile app for ads manager. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, the fact that you can do all of this stuff inside of the mobile app right? is, I mean, I don't do a lot of Facebook ads, but I can see where this would be incredibly important for people who are in ads all the time and on the go all the time. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, it's absolutely true. Like when if you are if you have multiple clients and you travel a lot, like there's so many instances where working from your phone could work. If you have kids and you have to go pick them up in the middle of the day, but the pickup line's a little bit longer, you could be making some right. changes just directly on your phone. So I love all these features rolling out and it actually makes me laugh. Mike Stelzner, he just posted, I think yesterday on his Facebook page, he said something about returning his Oculus Go because his Pixel was dead or something. 
And I laughed and I, <laughs> I just jokingly said that statement wouldn't have existed 10 years ago, <laughs> right? Those things wouldn't have existed. And now we're seeing this with what we're able to do in terms of managing a business on the go. I mean, if it's on the go, if you don't have to go into ads manager, if you if it's not so intimidating, it's going to make using Facebook ads for business more accessible to all businesses and really level the playing field so that people can compete. And we know that the cost to advertise is rising. So anything that we can do to make things stand out on the newsfeed, look better visually, catch attention, anything that we can do to make that happen is going to help us get better results for less in the long run. Yeah, man. Very cool stuff. All of this put together just means Facebook ads not only are still getting so much more important, but I don't want to say easier to do, although I'm tempted to say that. Um, They're giving us better tools and more tools. So it's, it's still important to stay educated on how to use those tools, hence why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and why you're here. So, yeah, fair. So fair. Amanda, or I, again, Bond, I never, I'm never going to get used to just saying that. I'm sorry. So whatever. But uh, <laughs> you're awesome, as usual. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, well, let's direct people uh, where you would best like them to interact, connect with you if they have any questions about stuff covered here or just want your insights. Awesome. Well, I love hanging out with people on my Facebook page. So you can come on over to facebook.com forward slash the ad strategist. And then one thing I always want people to remember is we talk a lot about tactics and what's new and all the updates that are coming down the pipeline with Facebook ads whenever I'm on the show. But I want everyone to also be thinking about the strategy behind why they're doing all these little elements. So there's a blog post that I'd love for people to check out. You can find it at theadstrategist.com forward slash SME. Awesome. A great little link to remember there. So we'll have that in the show notes for this episode. And Amanda, thank you so much for being here. Great thank to you see, you. see you. Again. Back to the see hammock. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Back, back to the hammock. Awesome. Well, that is our show. And like I was just saying to Amanda, uh, that link that she provided, as well as all these links that we have talked about, about everything in this show today, you can find in today's show notes, which you'll find easily at socialmediaexaminer.com. And every Saturday, the show notes for the show are there. You can find the audio version of the show there. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, new episodes. This episode literally drops every Monday. and. Again, we'd love for you to be here with us live on any and all of the channels by getting this on your calendar. The next episode is Friday, August 24th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. To get this on your your calendar, <laughs> to get this show on your calendar, go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And with that, I'll say thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, David Foster, Luria Petrucci, and Amanda Bond. Thank you to Kim Reynolds for being a great co-host. Thank you to Jeff C. for simulcasting. Thank you to Grace Duffy, our show producer. And with that, we'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com.
Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.